0: This is the Roxanne Show. Get ready. It's time to rise. Hey, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of The Roxanne Show. Today's incredible guest is my dear friend Luisa Nicola. Luisa is a neurophysiologist. She's the founder and CEO of Neuroathletics. She's a top-tier performance coach to elite-level performers around the world. And she is the podcast host of her show, The Neuro Experience. Louisa is an absolute badass, truly. You know, her background, she was a competitive athlete, training for the Olympics, she got injured big time, and that would be the catalyst that put her on her mission to you know, be in the position that she's at now, teaching, um, an entrepreneur. She is so driven to help as many individuals as she possibly can through her teachings or her content uh to live from the highest state of vitality. You know, your brain is so important, you guys, and it it really does dictate so much of of your the trajectory of your life and your well-being. I mean, one highlight that I'll just share with you is we talked about the relationship between your brain health and your confidence. And I know you're going to love that. So this is a really, it's a high level conversation. You know, science is obviously a big part of it. However, you will, you'll be able to capture um, a lot of aspects of what we talk about and specifically what she shares tips, um, you know, things such as like how to increase your sleep performance, supplementations that help you feel better. I mean, all of this stuff is going to be really easy to capture and to apply into your life so that you can feel better and better and kick ass on higher and higher levels. That's the goal. So definitely let us know what you think. Share this up on your story so more people can take in this incredible episode and get familiar with Louisa if they're not already, which, you know, that she's already out there big time. So, um, but definitely tag us so we can see it and reshare it. And most importantly, enjoy the episode. So Luisa, I want to tell you what happened on the way here, because I think it's a real great entry into this conversation that I'm so excited to have with you. So uh, driving here, the route that I always take, the road that is just before the studio was closed. And I You know, I always give myself more time because being on time is late to me mentally. But in Las Vegas, you know, it's busy. You're here at the Strip. We're close to the Strip. There's all this, like, chaos. There's just construction. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Mm. Okay. Well, so I immediately go into—you can feel, like, a sense of panic almost, right? That feeling of, like, am I going to be late? Where am I going now? But because I have trained myself to perform— under pressure. I'm like, okay, no, we're going to breathe. We know what to do. We're going to calm down. We're going to focus and put myself in that mental state where I was able to perform well under pressure. And I still got here early. And the reason why I wanted to start with this is because, you know, so much of my audience, this is self-mastery focus. this podcast, in addition to self-actualization and vitality. I often talk about how our biology and our psychology our physiology are really all one system kind of working together right so if you don't have a healthy system we'll put a focus on brain health because i know that this is your area of expertise then you're probably not going to be able to perform as great under pressure. Would you
1: say that that's correct? Yeah, you've actually absolutely nailed it. It's pretty much the way that, you know, it's just like saying you can't talk somebody out of an anxiety attack, right? By just using their mind. You have to have a physiology component first. I solely believe, and this is with all the research that I've done, that it comes down to physiology first, meaning you can get yourself out of any state, well, to an extent, if you let's say for example you dramatically raise your heart rate okay mm-hmm. you're anxious you're scared you're worried just jump up and down get your heart rate to its maximum for a minute i guarantee you'll feel completely different we can go into the mechanisms for for that but what you're just explaining was more so the thesis that i that i carry which is focus first of all on the fundamentals of physiology good sleep correct exercise, great nutrition, and you have basically set the armor of your body up for war. So when things come over, you know, come to attack you, whether it's a virus, Mm -hmm. whether it's sleep deprivation, whether it's an illness, you are better equipped at fighting to that Mm -hmm. because you've actually built the, the armor. Yeah, and so uh, I'm curious. Do you have a definition for
0: a high performing brain? (laughs) Oh,
1: I mean, you can go so many ways because it's. I mean, clinically speaking, you know, it is dependent on age, pathology. It's dependent on everything. Yeah. But for me, it's for somebody who can wake up and they feel at their peak. Mm. And I guess that that's counterintuitive, right? Because I think that you know, right now we're we're walking around with a fake definition of health. You know, Mm. most people are like i'm healthy because i'm absent from disease you know i went to the doctor i'm not dying right now Mm -hmm. i i don't have you know i don't have cancer i don't have cardiovascular disease i don't have dementia so i feel good but that's not the spin i take so uh, at my practice when somebody comes on board we do a complete analysis of them we do around 7,000 different biomarkers, right, which consists of blood. So we're doing like 10 vials of blood, right? And we can look at that blood work. Mm -hmm. And just because you feel right, I can say it's funny that you feel okay, but your your testosterone is completely down, Mm. okay? So that means that, you know, this man would be walking around in a state of fake health. So maybe he feels good because maybe he had a a hit of caffeine or something. He just Mm. feels great. But really it's like let's look at the, like mechanistically let's, open the hood. Let's look under the hood and see what's happening. Yeah. So we're walking around with this fake health. Yeah. And that's where I think the biggest issue is. Yeah. I love that you say that because I often talk about the
0: difference between health and vitality. And I always speak to vitality. Yeah because vitality for me is like health in spades. It's it's like your optimal state of health. It's not just avoiding disease, sickness, like you said. It's really like where you're, you're most potent, where your cognition is on fire, where you're most creative. And so for me, that's always the goal, is how do we get into this state of vitality? And then that bridges me to the question. I, I actually wanna talk. start with um, sleep, because sleep
1: is so important. And last oh, yeah. night we were texting and I was like, let me know if you need anything. You're, Obviously, your bedtime is just, yeah, you're seeing your citizens' bedtime, and I like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we can be friends, and we are friends. But, I mean, yeah, because, you know, I
0: go to bed, just especially right now, it's fall, winter, or it's winter, I guess. But seven thirty eight, my circadian rhythm is like, we're done. And what time do you wake up? Anywhere from 4.00 on a late day to 5.30. Okay. So, it just depends. So, your
1: dinner is 5.00 p.m.?
0: No. When's your dinner? My dinner is between, on a late day, it would be five. My dinner is yeah. between, it's like four o'clock. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But I'm I'm done after that. I just walk and then kind of, I have a, let's close down the day, mm. th- you know, situation. Um, and I'm in bed, again, by 7.30, eight o'clock. Okay. You know, on a weekend, it might be 8.30, nine. But it's, it's not, oh, I need to go to bed. It's, my actual circadian rhythm is creating this experience for me inside that says hey it's time to shut down and go to sleep and i don't fight it that's the thing i think a lot of people you know a maybe don't even have that circadian rhythm but also if they start to feel tired like i feel and i'd love to hear your take on this i should be tired it's a
1: healthy tired i've been
0: awake since 4 a.m. Course, yes. and I've used every part adenosine
1: of- is you know infiltrating yes. your 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 system. Adenosine builds up during the day. That's what makes us tired. Yeah. And so from the moment you wake up, that's when adenosine starts to build up. So it only makes sense that you're tired at yeah. that time. Especially you know it'd be different if you said you know I wake up at nine right. and then I'm in bed by eight. It's like wow. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Yeah. And I track my sleep. I wear an Aura ring and I can see you know. And then I'd love to actually let's let's dive into sleep performance, high quality sleep. Yeah. What is that?
1: Oh wow! You know, it's funny. I I was just on a podcast and I was t- saying, isn't it funny that as humans we have to learn how to sleep since we've been doing it since we were babies, but now we have to learn how to sleep. And yeah. so sleep is first of all, we spend a third of our lives asleep, and it's arguably you know one of the greatest high performance tools that we have it's a, i describe it as this restoration mm-hmm. for your entire brain and body so sleep is generally you know depends who you're talking to but you know i classify it in four stages you've got stage one it's when you're drifting off to sleep your eyes are like rolling in the back of your head mm-hmm. okay it's generally when i'm sitting on the couch and i'm like pretending i'm awake and watching the show but really i'm <laughs> asleep and i'm like yeah i'm watching and it's and my eyes are rolling back with the theta theta yeah. brain
0: waves right correct and, okay cool
1: yeah. and then we go into stage two which is classified as light sleep you will see this come up on a sleep tracker Mm. you'll see this on your aura ring on your whoop strap whatever you see Mm -hmm. light sleep and then you move into stage three sleep and this is where we go into deep slow wave sleep if you're doing any type of sleep study Mm -hmm. okay if you go into a lab they hook you up with an eeg this electroencephalogram you put on your head you've got all these leads coming out of it and it measures the brainwave activity in your brain and during deep sleep we see the appearance of these long, big delta waves, Mm -hmm. big ones, they're like this, right? So we know you are in deep sleep. And this is a really beautiful stage to be in and why we should be optimizing for sleep. Because during this stage, two primary functions happen. One is we get a lot of hormones released. So we get growth hormone. And growth hormone is, both for men and women, it's Mm -hmm. responsible for the regeneration of your muscles right literally protein synthesis you need this for your muscles tear apart during the day even if you're not working out hard yeah sure babies spend so much they spend like 50 percent of their sleep time in deep sleep Mm. and what's happening why do babies you know they say never wake a sleeping baby Mm. they've got so much growth hormone being you know secreted they're just they're they're babies and they end up growing so that's what it is right men that's when they're getting their testosterone released. Mm. Right now, I'm not sure if you're aware, but we do have a, a, a quote unquote epidemic of yeah. low testosterone, yeah. um, amongst US men, which is classified as 300 nanograms per deciliter or less. And what we're seeing is that, you know, younger and younger men are, are coming in with testosterone levels, mm-hmm. uh, with that of somebody 10 years their senior which is quite scary when you reverse engineer that and ask why, many different reasons, but one of it is sleep deprivation because that's when you naturally secrete uh, that hormone. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's a number of different factors, but that's one of them.
0: Yeah.
1: So deep sleep, absolutely fundamental for um, estrogen, by the way. So Mm. fundamental for hormones, hormones released. Yeah. But then we get this other beautiful system, which was only recently discovered around 2011. Mm. Um, It's called the glymphatic system, Mm -hmm. which what happens in the brain is the brain, uh, you know, it's both smart and dumb. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Uh, It's very plastic, but that's what I mean by dumb, but so intricately smart. It knows when you're in deep sleep. And we have different types of brain cells right we've got astrocytes we've got neurons we've got glial cells um these glial cells it stands it comes from the greek word glue right and basically you've got these neurons the neurons are the most abundant okay they're the chief brain cells Mm -hmm. and with inside, you know between the neurons you've got glial cells okay so they stick the neurons and they're a lot involved in immunity what happens during sleep deep sleep is they shrink and when they shrink in size it allows for the cerebral spinal fluid to wash through the brain wash it out like a big washing machine like like a sewage system washes it out and then it flushes the just like when you go and get a lymphatic massage flushes your brain out of all of the toxins that build up during the day yeah these toxins are associated with Alzheimer's yeah. disease, yeah. Um, with many different disorders. You know, you wake up in the. You know, sometimes you wake up and you just don't feel good. Yeah, like you lack of clarity. I'm foggy. I've got a mm-hmm. head. That's probably because you didn't activate this system, right? We need yeah. it to feel good every day, but we also need it to starve off these diseases. Yeah. So that's what's happening during deep sleep. And that the, the glymphatic
0: is that happening during REM or is that deep or is deep that deep sleep? stage oh, three it. okay yeah. so wow. that's stage
1: three we're only up to stage three right now yeah i got it okay, okay that's stage three deep sleep yeah right. then we move into REM sleep mm-hmm. right so the first so, so we we go in that that order so mm-hmm. sometimes you know depending on again pathology there's some people who you know narcolepsy where they'll just as soon as they fall, fall asleep they go straight into REM sleep oh wow right okay so REM sleep is stage four mm-hmm. and what that's doing in terms of brainwave activity is, you're completely paralyzed, but your brain mimics an awake person. Mm. So we, you, know, you sometimes don't know the difference between an awake brainwave and that of a REM sleep brainwave. And during this phase, it's pretty much serving as emotional first aid. Oh. You, know, you really process your emotions during this stage. You're getting memory consolidation. Mm. You're getting learning that is getting penetrated during that stage. Yeah. That's where vivid dreams occur. Mm-hmm. and it's very important for, for the human and, and can you know what we're looking for then is getting at least 20 percent of total sleep time yep. during that stage of sleep but here's what i don't like about technology we can't say that the aura ring or the whoop strap is going to mimic an in-lab study that's just silly sure. right because yeah. then why would they exist right you know why would we hook a, you know if, i don't know if you've seen a sleep study but like you we've got electrodes coming out of the brain we've got leads here on the eyes we've got heart rate monitors we've got an EKG you've got just checking so many things that's not what these rings do
0: Um,
1: and the ring and these trackers are very poor at indicating REM sleep specifically really yeah Wow. So yeah, I look religiously. By the way, I sure. use this. My clients, every single person actually has a ring. Yeah, because what I'm picking up on is trends. Yeah, like patterns. Patterns. Yeah, it learns who you are. That's what I can say. It, yeah. no, this 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 guy here knows me. Yeah, we, I need the gold we've one. We've spent. Yeah, we're. We are never like <laughs> <You're we're>, the <laughs> only that? time we are separated. <laughs> I'm getting the gold because yeah. that's why yeah. I don't wear it when I podcast. Yeah, the yeah, only time like, we're separated like, is when this little guy's like, charging literally as soon as he hits 100 it's back on my finger <laughs> doesn't come off at all um so learns who you are learns some yeah. patterns and it's great in that sense so sleep look i think that there is a, a a shortage of of sleep yeah b we're falling asleep too late in the night yeah and you know messing our circadian rhythm three i don't think we're I th- I don't think we're understanding what sleep is. You know, we as humans we should sleep seven and a half hours a night. Yeah, like humans need seven and a half hours a night. I don't care if somebody says to me, "I feel great on six. Come back and see me in your sixties, and we'll and I'll sure. put you in a um, MRI and we'll check that. I, and I love that about you. I mean, there's
0: so many things I love about you and what you share, but I love that you 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 highlight. First of all, this is something that we naturally do, right? It's like what like you call sleep a high performance tool. Yeah. And I love that because I think I think there's a larger tendency for people to forget, and I understand why. People live in their psychology, like in the software, right? Yeah. And forget about the physiology, the biology component to them being a human. Yeah. So for example, you know, I can have women say to me, you know, I've just, you know, I, I'm lacking self-confidence. I'm I'm not making great decisions. You name it. I just don't feel good, and my first question is, what's your lifestyle like? Are you sleeping well? What's your diet like? What's your movement like? Mm. Do you get the sunlight? And I know that these are such big pieces of the conversation with you that you highlight the importance and not just the importance of it, but the accessibility. Yeah,
1: like you, you could do this. <laughs> Everyone has it for free. Yeah. yeah, and you know, confidence is a really exciting one to talk about if you want to just you know, yeah. we're, we're rounding sleep up. And we often think of confidence as in, like, you know, how well do I know something? You know, mm-hmm. right now, I feel confident speaking to you about a particular topic. A, that's because I've studied it for mm-hmm. the last 10 years. B, I've worked in, you know, clinical practice where I've seen it in person. C, I research. And I, so it makes me very confident in being able to talk to you, right? Sure. Sure. But there is also another aspect of confidence that I think we we undermine, and that is this dopamine reward circuit, right? Mm-hmm. So, dopamine is a, a neuromodulator, if you will, or a neurotransmitter. Mm-hmm. It gets secreted in response to goal setting, so it's in this reward yep. loop. Now, interestingly, what happens is if you set yourself a goal, say that goal is just really small, like I'm going to mop the floors today, mm-hmm. right? and you do that and you mop the floors yeah you close the dopamine circuit mm. you close it up mm-hmm. and what that does is you've already si- so you 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 do the chore you release dopamine and then you close the circuit mm-hmm. and then that reinforces to your brain you start thinking about the future yeah you start predicting okay well in the future I'm going to make sure that I not just mop the floors, but I'm also going to vacuum and I'm going to also make the beds. You know, I'm just giving you like, you know, yeah, a yeah. small goals because it's a small, protein, okay? yeah. a small amount of protein. OK, a small amount of protein, small amount of dopamine. Yeah. Right? You'd get a larger amount maybe if you wrote a book. Mm-hmm. right? Sure. So you get that and then you close a circuit. And then that also raises your confidence in that area to say, I'm confident. I know how to, you know, I can set a goal. I'm confident. Yeah. So then you go out and do a bigger goal. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to record a podcast today. I'm going to do a solo podcast. Yeah. And you do that and you study your ass off for it. You know what you're talking about. You do the podcast. You close the dopamine loop mm-hmm. and then you've rewarded yourself and you tell yourself, I'm confident. Yeah. This is why goal setting
0: mm-hmm.
1: is confidence building. Sure. And I would, you know, we, I get my practice is literally mainly men. Yeah. Right. So I work with a lot of men. High performing. High performing, like both in um, elite sport Mm -hmm. and Wall Street. You know, I'm getting guys in that have got like $300 under asset management, right? So I'm getting these guys in. Their goals are so audacious. Like these guys, I'm like, wow, how did you just come in here with these huge-ass goals? (laughs) They never achieve them because they're so wildly outrageous. I never hear a woman, you know, giving these, you know, huge, huge goals. But I pull them back because I'm like, I don't want to interfere with that dopamine so we i literally cut their goals in like quarters i'm like no we've got to splice this up so you can have them in like completing that dopamine because it's very detrimental to them and their self-confidence and their energy and their drive and their mood if they set that goal they don't achieve it yeah it may make you feel good i'm going to do this goal you know what i hear Mm -hmm. i'm going to make this year i'm going to make 10 million dollars it's like and i hear this like world you know so so many people are saying that it's like okay Let's just yeah. focus on getting you a hundred grand first. Right. Okay. You right. feel so much better about yourself.
0: I love this. I have a quote of mine that really sticks with a lot of people. It certainly does with me, but inches make the mile. Mm-hmm. And it's essentially what you're saying. And so when we think about, you know, your pyramid even physiology, yeah. like the sleep yeah. and the yeah. movement training, nutrition. You know, th- this episode's actually going to come out right after the new year. Okay. And so now everyone's yeah. like, oh, yeah. God, <laughs> like, let, let's set these goals. What are they called? New Year's resolution. resolution. <laughs> <These> <laughs> what are they
1: called? You know, what are they you. called?
0: I just don't understand. And it's like, you know, and, and I say this with empathy. I get it. It's like, okay, my whole life gets a makeover right now. I'm like, can you start with like just, I don't
1: know. like they, It's funny. Like January 1st, <laughs> like, everything. I'm going to be a better wife. I'm going to be a better husband. I'm also going to make this much money. Yeah. I'm also going to lose uh, fifty pounds, and then yeah. I'm going to. T- it's like, what? Right, right. But like December twenty eighth. You're <laughs> a pig. What? <laughs> like, what? Do
0: you see? I do, yeah. and I and I know that you know. I say it with. I mean, I get the intention, but the strategy is not there. Yeah, and so I love what you just shared about this dopamine loop because it's it's. I think people over underestimate how these smaller micro goals, micro moves, what they, they actually make the macro, Everyone's like focusing on the macro, but then you don't actually, you know, you don't get it done. And then like you said, that's that absolutely is going to affect your confidence. And now you're in the guilt cycle and you just, it's a complete setback. Yeah. Right?
1: Um, Albert Einstein actually said that the eighth wonder of the world is compound interest. So mm. it's the same thing. Yeah. These tiny things that you do compound over a large period of time, Yeah, both good and bad. Yeah. You um, smoke one cigarette. Today may not mean that much. You smoke one cigarette daily for the next 20 years, it's going to compound. You smoke a pack a day, it's going to compound and affect yeah. you. Um, you have one drink here and there and then you turn that into seven drinks a week all in, you're classified as a moderate drinker and you are literally poisoning yourself and that will show in your 50s. It'll show Mm -hmm. in your skin. Yeah. It'll show in your eyes. It'll show in your hair. It'll show in your labs. And it's just, yeah, everything is small. You eat a bar of chocolate, may not do anything, but you're constantly eating it. Maybe it will do something. Like, yeah, it's just everything is like build up. Yeah. But it's the same as like if you keep telling your partner, you know, maybe they need to lose weight. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you just say it once and then you keep saying it and so you reinforce to somebody else that, Hey, I don't, I think you're fat really. And yeah. then it builds up right. and then it's like, then it's like an argument. So it's, yeah.
0: Uh. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so true. I mean, and I think in, on the, you know, and on the flip, like on the positive, that compounding interest, if you're creating behaviors and habits that are going to Supports your well being, supports your vitality, supports your performance. I mean, the payoff over time is also there, right? Like, you go, yeah. Yeah. Well, you go to the gym. Let's talk about that. I love listening to you. I fucking wish you could see me sometimes when I'm like, when you're like, girls, pick up the heavy weights. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it just, I mean, look. And can I just say this? Because I don't think you've ever heard me say this. Maybe some people who know me for a long time in my community. I used to
1: be that girl. I'm as more. Small weights? Oh, if even! Wow, oh, you I were one of those girls. You know, I see because I, I go to the gym and I see these girls just like doing star jumps. Yeah,
0: I like, well, used girls? to be yeah. like
1: I was. And my brothers, which I mean, they're
0: all, they're all like athletes, and they're like just. Pick up heavy weights. But I'm also 45. I didn't grow up at a time where strong was beautiful. And I'm a mesomorph. I've always had chiseled shoulders. You know what I mean? Um, But then, you know, I had an injury, three injuries on my knee and then adipose tissue. And anyways, long story short. But to go back to something that I know you speak about often and and really how it connects with brain health, too, is, you know, exercise and then specifically even resistance training. So let's dive into that a bit
1: yeah, exercise is my field. i'm I'm just about to publish a paper or it's going to get published um, on the effects of resistance training and Alzheimer's disease and cognitive impairment. That's my field, really. That's so, great. so I really study the mechanisms of exercise, what it is. Um, and resistance training is uh, uh, it's it's really, really beautiful, yeah. right? Because what happens is you're not just building muscle that's 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 great right if you are by the way yeah, it's right like, it's like if you are if you are like that's a, to, girl you should say i'm i am i am going to the gym like you know i'm when i can which i'm trying to get there four days a week yeah. right? i'm lifting heavy yeah Do you know how hard it is for me yeah. to put weight like to put muscle on that's it's not, not hard for me to put, put fat on though <laughs> it's not um, hard for me I to gain that way. well but, that's not yeah. true some people maybe but I'm with you but you have to be lifting heavy but this yeah. is what's happening right when we lift heavy we contract our skeletal muscles evidently we contract them when we're lifting anything mm-hmm. really we're doing this shortening the muscle you contract your muscles yep. what happens in that moment is our we have these cells okay they live within the muscle cell these mm-hmm. um these molecules I should say And they're called myokines. They're called, they're basically muscle-based proteins. Mm -hmm. They only live in the cells of the muscle. So if you squeeze it, they're going to get excreted. And when they do, they go into the bloodstream. So you've got millions. You've got so many different little tiny molecules. They go into the bloodstream. And in the bloodstream, they go, your blood goes everywhere, right? Yeah. It goes into all of the organs. So it goes into the heart, Mm -hmm. the liver, the pancreas, yep. the prostate, they go up into the brain. Mm. And when they do, the brain is wonderful in the sense that it has a protective layer of cells, these endothelial cells, um, and it basically serves as the blood-brain barrier, right? Okay, and they're bound together by tight junctions. So they're like this. Mm-hmm. So they basically act as like a security guard and they say, you can't come in. You can't come in, but there's other things that can pass through them freely right um and then over time as that deteriorates unfortunately it becomes like this right it becomes like this and then therefore what happens the these are you know molecules can actually pass through freely which is Mm. not a good thing right but these tiny proteins Mm -hmm. can pass through the blood brain barrier and when they get in there they go they have an effect like that is so beautiful that can only happen during resistance training for example they have an effect on the expression of bdnf which is a growth factor and that can help with the volume of the hippocampus
0: yeah okay our hippocampus
1: is where we store a lot of our memories yeah and it's the first thing to go arguably during alzheimer's disease and so that can grow in size Just through resistance training and aerobic training. It can, you know, these can travel to the frontal lobe, which is houses our prefrontal cortex, our executive functions, such as, uh, you know, information processing, speed, decision-making, focus. These things live there. They can be enhanced with these molecules. There's a really great study that was actually printed in Cell, which is a very high stringent journal, and Mm -hmm. it shows that molecules can actually, these specific myokines can go into the prostate okay and on these you know we have receptors for Mm -hmm. these you know once they go in and they bind to the receptors they inhibit tumor cell growth specifically to prostate so they're actually seeing now that exercise can serve as preventative medicine that's
0: incredible
1: yeah but then you've got right you've got aerobic training which yeah we all should be focusing on right you're doing generally 65 percent of your maximum heart rate yep and what you're doing then is yes, you are getting a lot of this BDNF expression. Mm-hmm. So that's having an effect on on your brain. It's also having an effect on your mood. Yeah. Right? Did you know that have you heard of ketamine?
0: Yeah. So yeah.
1: ketamine treatment. yeah, and, yeah for yeah. um for major depression, yeah. which I'm seeing a lot of ketamine it's, clinics open. It actually mimics BDNF. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, that's, <laughs> that's what's crazy. happening. So it's like but wow. you're going in there, I think a bag is like um maybe, I think, yeah. And you can actually go in and do the same thing with aerobic training. So aerobic training is doing so many things. What you're doing is, A, you're getting this effect on the cardiovascular system. Mm -hmm. We're getting something called cardiac remodeling. Oh. Yeah, so you're actually remodeling your entire circulatory system. You're getting better and more coherent blood vessels. So our aorta comes in yeah. you know, a big huge blood vessel that comes off artery I should say comes off the heart and from the aorta we get branching you know we've got the carotid arteries and we've got the vertebral arteries they go into the brain mm-hmm. and the more that they are pumping blood mm-hmm. right the stronger they become your arteries also have muscles around them that's right? so your ar- so you think yeah. of a um, a tube the stronger that tube is mm-hmm. the more forceful And efficient it is at delivering blood. Yeah. But what's blood? It is oxygen and nutrients. So you're feeding your system, your entire system. Right. So you're becoming more efficient in that aspect. Not just that, you're having an effect on the, um, on you know the entire vascular system. You're having an effect on yourself in terms of starving off cardiovascular disease, Mm. starving off metabolic disease, which is obesity and um, diabetes. So you just it's unbelievable it's like a win on a win on a
0: win yeah yeah
1: i what's happening now in society in my opinion is we've got you know the um right now the guidelines state that we should be getting at least 150 minutes to 300 minutes of aerobic physical activity per week i would lobby against that and say that we need at least 300 minutes of vigorous yeah vigorous exercise but mm-hmm. we need to change the nomenclature because yeah. my mother for example God love her she thinks that her exercise is putting the clothes on the line totally. and doing the gardening yeah. now she's not wrong because that is aerobic activity sure. mean, that mm-hmm. is physical activity yeah
0: it's not exercise right right uh, what is it well you wouldn't call that zone 2
1: um what am i it's not it's neat it's essentially neat yeah that's yeah. exactly yeah. right yeah. and so I'm trying to get her to differentiate between exercise and putting the clothes on the line. Yeah. So we need to change that. We also need to up it from 150 to 300. I think we need to up it to 300 and we need to go from aerobic to vigorous mm. because aerobic is great, right? Yeah. That's your zone too. Yeah. It's yeah. really good for metabolic efficiency. Mm-hmm. It's good for capillarization. We've okay. got little capillaries and we can build new capillaries when we do that. In America, we say capillaries. Yeah. (laughs) So sorry about that. And it's great for that. But I dare say that, um, you know, we're getting way more benefits from a longevity standpoint when we do the vigorous. Yeah, I I mean, I'm an
0: advocate for sprinting. Uh, Sprinting is part of my weekly game. Yeah. I love it. I think it's very... Uh, I don't think, actually, we know that it's it's really, it's awesome for aging. So this is like, I have a whole thing about aging like a badass. And actually, you know, what does that even mean? Well, it means I can get out of my chair at later decades without help. It means a lot of different things, that vitality piece. But it really also is pointing to cognition. Like, what's your cognition like Mm -hmm. in these later decades? And You know, I like make fun of the model of aging. I'm like, the model of aging, as we know it, is old, pun intended, intended, because we can keep our cognition much stronger, much more potent, as well as our physical abilities in these later decades of life, so long as we are doing the the things that you're talking about, getting that high-performance or high-quality sleep, you know— pushing our bodies i mean exercise really is hermesis, like a form of hermesis, right
1: that's actually so i'm so happy you said that um we have something called allostatic load which is just a fancy science word for stress load the only reason why we exercise Mm -hmm. is to produce an adaptation Mm -hmm. right so you need to stress your system to produce the adaptation yeah there is no you know in biology there is no um I mean, yes, there's good stress and bad stress, I get that. But your body just knows stress.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? That's all the there the, that's all the um, brain knows. Your okay. brain's really responsible for survival and reproduction, right? Yeah. And so in, in the sense of survival, it sees stress. So although exercise is good stress, it just sees stress. Mm, right? Yeah. So you're placing stress on a system mm-hmm. to adapt. Yeah. Right. And then when you adapt the only way you're adapting is via sleep and then you wake up that's why i say you need to actually be healthy to sleep you need to be healthy to exercise
0: yeah okay so yeah. if you
1: go to the gym and you are not healthy mm-hmm. meaning you're sick for yep. example, you got the flu yep you can't put 100 percent in the gym therefore you're not going to get the stress to adapt right 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 if you're if you're feeling if you're not just just say you're obese yeah. okay you may not sleep the best maybe you've got sleep apnea
0: yeah right so you're going to
1: interfere with your sleep Mm -hmm. so you have to be healthy to sleep you have to be healthy to exercise to produce and get the adaptation that you need and then when you adapt Mm -hmm. you need to go a bit harder because your body has adapted right so you need to get harder and harder so that's why we sleep and uh so that's why we exercise to produce the adaptation which is hormesis what doesn't kill me only makes me stronger queen this is your
0: call to greatness if you are ready And I mean truly ready to shift anything in your outer experience, your outer reality, your finances, your health, your relationship, anything career related, um, anything spiritual. Any shift that you wanna make that has to do with your reality has to first start with shifting who you are, your self-identity. My Future Self Digital Course is your supportive blueprint that helps you achieve this the inner shapes the outer. So when you get crystal clear on your core beliefs, your core values, your core desires, your high hard goals, you know, when you learn how to rewrite parts of your past that maybe don't feel so great and instead leverage those experiences to be fuel for you to expand and to grow this is how you start to change the game behind the game of life which all starts and ends with you i've designed this course from my heart soul and experience to be a femininely fierce experience for you to uncover and connect with your most authentic self and as a future self student you get three months free membership access to queendom this is where we really get to connect queendom is such a rad sacred empowered space where every month you get a live q a call with me so we can connect and troubleshoot any area of your life that you would like or just get some encouragement from me as well as the other queens in the community this is a really sacred space and i will see you in queendom and Staying in hormesis for a moment, I mean, other, other ways that we can give our body this magic, um, cold plunge, sauna, what's your take on?
1: So I say that we have this, um, you know, at neuroathletics, we've got a, a pyramid to high performance, okay? okay. You and this is evidently backed by science, nothing is ever my opinion. <laughs> um, we, you, it is very hard to argue against these three things. You have to be exercising. That's the bottom of our pyramid. Then you've got sleep. And mm. then you've got nutrition. If you get these three ducks in line,
0: yeah.
1: everything else is an accessory.
0: Yeah. Oh, I right? like
1: that. So the yeah. accessory items, or if you think of the um, the cupcake, yeah. the cake itself are those three layers. The icing is. Yeah. The red light therapy, the sauna, the ice bath. So I don't care, you know, by the way, full transparent, full transparency, I have an ice bath in my living room.
0: <laughs> I think I've seen it yes. on the story. I've seen you.
1: Yeah, you have a cold plunge. It's in your living room. In my living room. That's amazing. My New York City apartment. Um, that's how you do it in New York. <laughs> that's what you've got. Listen, my, my, my apartment is unbelievable. It is... Um, it's my home, it's my kitchen, it's my high performance studio, yeah. it's a sleep lab, it's a recovery lab. It's um, an entertainment thing. center. <laughs> it's so much, right? That's amazing. Yeah. So do you
0: plunge. you're you're in it throughout the week every single morning. Oh,
1: really? First wow. thing in the morning, 43 okay. degrees uh, after yeah, 3 wow. minutes.
0: That's incredible. Yeah, so, yeah I um, love it. Yeah. I don't have a cold
1: plunge in my living room yet, but <laughs> keeping it yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's levels to this, okay? <laughs> yeah. Keeping in mind I am sleeping Mm -hmm. like you should see my sleep you'll you'll kiss the data okay (laughs) even last night last night I slept um eight hours and 13 minutes and I was in bed for eight hours and 45 minutes nice yeah
0: yeah i was exhausted yeah when you you know you talk about um the accessories yeah what comes to my mind is supplements yeah and it,
1: that's part of the accessories as yeah well. not really i lie that's not part of the accessories um supplements in my opinion should only be taken to plug the holes which mm. is, you should go and do your blood work. Yes. I think everyone, we get a fresh batch of red blood cells every 120 days. Oh, really? Okay, really? so what I do to you, if I go and check your bloods today. Yep. You know, we fast forward to May. Yeah. It could be a completely different story.
0: Totally. Right? It's like a
1: snapshot. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, we can check your bloods today. Mm-hmm. Let's just say it comes back. You're low vitamin D, which most of the US population is. Yep. Um, Maybe you're low DHEA, which I don't think you would be. Um, but let's just say we we pick up on five different things. Yep. You can go and use your supplements after that. Yes. You know? Why take why go and take, you know, a bolus of the sun, which would probably be ten thousand IUs of vitamin D mm-hmm. and put it into your body mm-hmm. if your vitamin D is coming back as sixty, right? Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't need it. What's yeah. the point? Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Maybe just use a small dose once a month as maintenance. Sure. Okay. But you know, so that's the only time I would say that you take your supplements. Outside of that is creatine and omega-3 fatty acids.
0: Mm. Yeah, let's talk about that. Because creatine I, you've been talking a lot about creatine and I think it's so important because creatine the the, the branding around creatine <laughs> prior to now has just been you know it's a bodybuilder thing it's you know a muscle building supplement so why yeah. would I I'm a woman and what do I need it for yeah yeah wrong
1: yeah. <laughs> that's funny well look it was first um you know founded by a, a French scientist and he started experimenting with um you know some guys who are going you know who are Olympic gold medalists and what they found I forget what year it was but out of all the gold medalists, they, you know, tallied them up and they interviewed them and all of them were taking creatine. So then it became this huge thing, okay? And got then the bodybuilders started to realise, hey, if I take creatine, it makes me bigger, mm. right? That's what, you know, well, and so it became known as this bodybuilding drug. Did anyone really question the science? Like, why is it making you bigger? Yeah. And it turns out now we've got rigorous science. Like there's, you know, literal, I've, I've interviewed literal PhDs in creatine, really and that's where they're doing all of their work and we now know that what creatine monohydrate does is it helps with the generation of atp Mm -hmm. okay within the cell but what it does is basically you know in layman's terms it helps with cell energy metabolism so it just helps your. it's important i mean (laughs) energy is everything yeah literally everything so if it helps with cell energy metabolism, yeah. you would think that maybe it helps with brain yeah. cell energy metabolism, and it turns out it does. So we now know that creatine isn't just, you know, good for your body, for your muscles, it's also good for the brain. Yeah. and. You know, some of the myths that need to be debunked is that it's bad for your kidneys. Mm. There, it is the most widely studied supplement. Mm-hmm. It is the safest supplement on the market. I think it's arguably the cheapest because it's the safest. It's the most amount of studies in terms of supplementation has been done on creatine. There is no, you know, there is no studies that has shown
0: mm-hmm.
1: that it interferes with your, like, that it, it does anything to your kidney. kidneys. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So we've got to get past that. A lot of ladies fear it, that it's going to make them bloated. It's not. If you take 20 grams a day, which is not the recommendation, you're actually not going to get any type of issues other than maybe it will retain water and that's what will make you look a bit bloated. Okay? That's the only thing. You're not even going to get kidney issues. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It doesn't help with... uh, It doesn't aid in um, hair loss. Mm. So there was a study, I think it was done in Australia, um, in 2009... And it proposed that people who take large amounts of creatine end up creating more DHT. Oh, really? Okay, which aids in um, hair loss. Yeah. We now know that that doesn't happen. Exactly. Um, But what we do know is that there is now early clinical studies showing that creatine can be effective in Parkinson's disease. um, Because, look, these neurodegenerative diseases... Yeah. There is a component where they lack energy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because energy is life.
0: Yeah. Life. Energy is literally life. I I've learned, and and I mean, it really just you know relates to what you're saying. Let's just say you have a not a, a night of not great sleep. Yeah. You take some creatine the next day, and it supports your cognition. Yes. From lack of sleep. Yeah. Or lack of good sleep.
1: That's correct. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And since it helps with cell energy metabolism, it could be, um, you know, it, it can it can arguably be what we call a neuroprotective agent. Mm -hmm. So it is protecting you against insults. Um, I know that they're doing great studies on college athletes, Mm -hmm. college boys playing um, NFL that are getting hit to the head, which is a concussion. And they're basically saying, well, if we dose them with even 30 grams of creatine a day, Mm -hmm. does this help, you know, with the impact of a trauma to yeah. the brain and it does. That's right. Uh so we're just there's it's an exciting field, especially yeah. for the neurodegenerative disease space. Yeah, that is so cool. Yeah. I I mean I
0: eat red meat pretty much every day, but so I get a lot of creatine there. But I still every now and then, especially depending on what my training was like, I will
1: supplement yeah. with creatine. But the yeah. creatine unfortunately isn't as bioavailable as what we would want it to be. Like you're not gonna get five grams of creatine from a steak.
0: That's so good to know. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Unless you're having
1: about four kilos of steak. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and I understand that. (laughs) Yeah. And we just can't get the... Good to know. Yeah, we can't get the amount that we need by the time, yeah. So that's why we supplement. And look, I'm doing five grams a day.
0: You are. It's a very
1: small amount. Yeah. It doesn't matter when you take it. Yep. You don't need to cycle it. Okay. You can have it. It's actually safe for... You know, twelve-year-olds all the way up to ninety-year-olds. It's yep. safe, and that's a really low dose. I got my mom on it. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um, you know, uh, I've got a, a, a guy who, um, you know, one of my friends. I think he's around um, kilos. Why is I think he maybe be eighty kilos? Like he's pretty tall. He's having ten grams a day.
0: Mm. So it's yeah. yeah. So I mean, it, it can vary depending on your weight and yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's so good to know. One second, Scott. Just checking on time. Okay, I'm going to oh, pivot. I know, it why? goes so fucking fast. Okay, I want to I wanna pivot us into, I'm going to move into some personal stuff, but it'll all blend together. Um, now I'm so glad that we touched on that. You know, I get a lot of questions, uh, you know, when it comes to nutrition. it, It's, it's always about, like, what supplements? I'm like, oh, what's your diet like before we go into supplements? But, you know, I actually want to kind of loop this into... Um, an area that I really haven't heard you talk about much, but I'd love to hear you speak about. And I think it really all, I don't think it does all connect. And I want to move us into self-love. Self-love for me means a lot of things, right? So often it's, you know, a lot of times when people are talking about self-love, it tends to kind of live in self-care practices, which I don't argue that self-care practices are absolutely a form of self-love. But some an angle for me that i really highlight is well self-love is not making excuses self-love is you know doing the uncomfortable things that you don't really want to do but you know are really good for you to do so i'm just curious what your view on self-love especially you know being who you are just you know your your profession so one part like incorporating what you know from your field like professional your expertise but also just you as a woman living this human life
1: yeah self-love to you i'm glad you said human life (laughs) because some of my friends describe me as extraterrestrial (laughs) i don't know why compliment Um, so i think self-love is self-discipline self-discipline brings you freedom in many aspects it's something that I actually struggle with quite personally um and I think and for everyone's idea of self-love is very different I mean if you argue that self-love is sleeping well and exercising and I mean I do all of that so to me that's just me living yeah um so everyone's definition is different and I think it's based on maybe some of your um things that are not so good about your things that you want to change yeah um i actually it's funny i never talk about this on podcasts Uh, i struggle personally with barriers Mm. um i don't know why a lot of people have my phone number for some reason this is an example um, which is fine but my if i let's just I was looking at this actually mm-hmm. on the plane because I had five hours, you know, New York to uh, Vegas. Yeah, I got to just write and journal, and mm-hmm. I thought if I I tallied up, if I spent all the time like just replying and talking to everyone that you know messaged me, I'd probably spend five or six hours a day on the phone. Wow, just two wow people just, and it's just, and I've I've really started to trim the trees on this yeah. friendship. Mm. Um, Yeah. whatever that is, right? And I've started to tell myself, it's okay, Louisa, because I hold on to people, right? I'm just like that. My mother's like that too. Um, I hold on to people that I meet in different seasons of my life. And I feel like, well, I've just known her or him for the past 10 years you know
0: sure
1: but they're in their space and i've i I involve every just due to my profession every Mm -hmm. probably two three months yeah so i have to get better at that and that to me is self-love being able to say no stopping the phone calls and and just being okay with not being there and being okay with shedding friends
0: Oh, my gosh, I love that. And literally the episode that's out right now, that my soul said, I talk about that. Yeah. Is that you have to be okay.
1: It's otherwise you're not
0: really respecting your growth. You're exactly. Yeah. And,
1: um, you know, and it's hard because I go back to Australia often and everyone back home knows me as the little girl that I was. I say little girl. I was very different at age. Seventeen, for example, than what I am now, and people still see me as yeah. as that girl, you know, yes. the 18, yes. 19 year old girl, which is fine, right? Um, but it's they meet you at that level. It's like, oh, I'm definitely not there anymore. Sure. Um, so I think that that's what self love
0: is. To that's me. so great. To, no, I love that because I, I really appreciate that. I I know my community, and I know so many women right now just related to you. You know, I mean, boundaries, essentially, it's like one part of what you just shared. And boundaries is a core component of self-mastery and certainly self-love, right? If we don't have, you know, and obviously there's all kinds of boundaries, but I think um, even personal boundaries, like I'm going to put a boundary on myself that I'm not going to stay up all night watching that show and I'm going to go to bed and get, you know, high quality sleep. So I, I think it's it's such an important piece to highlight. Um do you have any quotes or principle that you live by that really supports you like anchors you on your path
1: i wouldn't say quotes i mean i probably can i just can't think of them but i was thinking today that as i'm getting older and actually becoming um, more embedded in my career if -hmm. you will i'm actually getting closer to faith Um, i'm I'm greek orthodox Mm -hmm. and Because I'm starting to questioning a lot. You know, as you get older, you start to question things in my 30s. And it's pulling me closer towards faith and God Mm -hmm. than what I was maybe 10 years ago. Um, So that's what I actually start to pull from now when I'm a bit uncertain and a bit anxious Um, rather than quotes. Quotes, I did a lot in my 20s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I respect that. It's cool. But it's funny because actually I just wanted to bring this up. Yeah. Tupac actually says in terms of this friendship thing, mm-hmm. he says something along the lines of just because you are a friend doesn't mean you're an enemy. Just because I don't want you to eat at my table
0: yeah.
1: doesn't mean I want you to starve. Yeah. Meaning that That's I don't mean you any harm. Right. I just don't want you to eat at my table anymore because we we sit at two different tables now. Yeah. But I don't want you to go bad. I still care about you. Totally. I want you to eat. I care about your health. Of course I want you to eat. And But just you can't eat at my table anymore that's awesome
0: yeah i've got to get the direct quote but that's yeah yeah. awesome he was a gemini too
1: yeah
0: (laughs) um books is there a book or two that's
1: impacted your life or just really comes top of mind yeah um when i started this journey i was in australia i knew i was different i knew i had like something because i was actually started off as a school teacher Wow. Yeah, so I was, a, I was a high school teacher, oh, wow. mathematics, yeah, oh, wow. at an all-boys school, which was fun. Um, but I, I got this book called The Seat of the Soul by Gary Zukev. Okay. I read it, this is over 10 years ago now. Yeah. Um, and I read that back to front, highlighted it. And it was a a really, it basically shows you the difference between your personality, who you show up as, and Mm -hmm. what your soul is. And that's when I was really learning about personal development. I think that that's the book that changed me the most. Now the books that I read, like I'm reading a phenomenal book right now, which is literally exercise in the brain. Yeah, I'm okay. sure it's I read textbooks now, it's different. I get it. Yeah.
0: I read every morning and there's I almost kind of compartmentalize like there's like the masculine books and the feminine books and a lot of times like the spiritual soul, like consciousness stuff is and that's so important to me, but then I'll be over here in like executive function, like learning how peak performance, and you know, and it just and oftentimes actually I'll read I'll just toggle back and forth between mm. two books, but no, reading is so It really is. It's so special. Um, You know, I want to say this before we wrap out. One of the things, again, there's a lot of things I love about you, and I I love that we've become friends, and you know, I'm I'm here to just continuously invest in this friendship. I know we don't live down the street from each other, but that's how most of my friendships are these days. But one of the things I, I love and I appreciate about you so much is you have an undeniable, incredibly palpable passion that comes through you. I have chills when I say this. When you speak about anything that you're speaking about, I mean, obviously uh, the things that you speak about. So when you talk about brain health, when you talk about, you know, just lifestyle, how we can optimize our well-being, it's so apparent to me. And I love how I, I can feel your love for what you are doing and what you're focused on. And I feel like you're always on the pulse of things as well. So you're very, um, you're not rigid. You're just very open. And I, I feel that from you. And it's something that I truly appreciate because there's a lot of experts out there. It doesn't mean a lot of experts are exuding this kind of energy with the, you know, information that they're sharing. And so I just appreciate that and want to encourage you know, anyone who's listening and watching who doesn't yet know you or follow you to definitely tune into you because you're certainly one of the most trusted sources of information that I personally take in. And people oh, are always asking me, like, shit. how do I know my shit? I'm yeah. like, Well
1: here you go. <laughs> oh, Some thank you like, so yeah. much. I mean, I, I think it's really important. I I honestly people ask me like how like why? Like all this. And it really is because of my parents. It's because my mom rings me up and she's like, I saw this on YouTube. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I don't want. Yeah. I I, I really have a love for people to get the right information. I think it's a conscience what it's called. I'm not sure. So therefore, I think that delivering the right information, which I I hope that I do. I get everything. You know, everything I, I talk about is very backed by science. But it's just so it doesn't harm anyone. Yeah. Yeah. What are you excited about in 2024? Oh, well, I'm actually excited about many things from a company level. Mm -hmm. um, We have a, a course called the New Athletics Coaching Certificate, which we've certified over 600 people now, and I'm hoping it just goes bigger and bigger. Next year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What, what so can you break that down just in case yeah. for somebody listening was like
1: so it's a six week um education course which teaches practitioners, that's health coaches, okay. physical therapists, anybody in that field, the six principles that we live by at neuroathletics. You know, you learn you learn neurology, cognitive performance, you learn blood work, you learn what exercise it is VO2 max testing? Everything oh, you cool. need so you can be a more proficient practitioner. Yeah. Yeah. That's bad. And it's delivered by me because that's what I love doing. I love it. Yeah. So that
0: happens once a year or is that the? No, sort of, it happens
1: every three months. Every three months. Yeah. Okay,
0: cool. Well, I'll make sure that we can put information, all the information yeah. to you in the show notes. Parting words. And hopefully, I mean, I feel like we will continue to have more conversations yeah. um, on the show. But parting words um, for this episode?
1: Parting words are learn who you are, mm. meaning you can only know who you truly are. Yeah. Physiologically um, yep. is through blood work mm-hmm. and through rigorous testing. Learn who you are. Stop taking this one-size-fits-all advice from um, non-accredited people on yep. Instagram And one thing that we didn't talk about was the aspect of uh, social community. As you age, it's probably the most um, fundamental, I guess, aspect of human performance. So make sure you are surrounding yourself by a good community of people. I love that. Thank you so much. Thank you. let's shout out your IG, your podcast, website. Definitely. The neuro experience, which is Mm -hmm. exciting. I just talk about the brain, really. Um, And you can find me at Louisa Nicola on Instagram. Yes, girl. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much. I adore you.
0: All right, to be continued. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening, you guys. Please like, subscribe, and share. And don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and review.